everyone, and welcome back to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single lyric from a single Fallout Boy song. I'm your co-host, Aaron. And I'm your co-host, James. And we're starting a new album, uh, Take This to Your Grave, which featured the addition of Wisconsin-born drummer Andy Hurley. So we have recruited our own Wisconsin-born drummer, but we're going to use her as a podcaster and never ask her to drum at all. It's Tracy, our friend Tracy. Hi, it's me, <laughs> Tracy. I'm your co-host, Tracy. Yes, well, she right, did I it. Sure are, earlier, right, guys? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we should promise that we're never going to ask her to drum. I mean, that's fair. That, I mean, what are live shows for, uh, if not to it's make true. Tracy drum? Better buy some drums then, right? <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm not singing, I think we're good. My daughter has a bucket drum that we can use. Perfect. So, perfect. I have buckets. Yeah. Perfect. In hands. Perfect. We did it. There you go. I've got some spoons. Yeah. Excellent. I'll need more hands. You can make all sorts of drum sounds. It's true. Perfect. It's true. So, uh, Take This to Your Grave is the official avowed debut album by Fall Out Boy. It's one, the one that they're not ashamed to say was their first album. It Aww. came out <laughs> on uh, May 6th, 2003 on, uh, on Fueled by Ramen Records. Okay, when the, yeah. when they signed Island Records for uh, from Under the Cork Tree, uh, they got to stay with Fueled by Ramen, and then the label employed an unusual strategy that allowed them to sign with independent label Fueled by Ramen for their debut, and later move to Island for their second album. So I guess they got signed to Island before Take This to Your Grave, but they got to release Take This to Your Grave on Fueled by Ramen, and then from Under the Cork Tree on Island, which is wild. Why would why would Fueled by Ramen even be in there? cred i think i would imagine that it was like oh cool look at this up and coming pop punk band on fueled by ramen because it was like a a, like Mm a a pop punk label okay that's the only thing i can think of that they would want to do that maybe it's so that they're not on like yeah i think it has to be like a sellout thing like their debut isn't a major label debut it's a it's an independent label debut. Anyways, Alternative Press called it a subcultural touchstone and a magical, transcendent, and deceptively smart pop-punk masterpiece. So wow. I would agree with okay. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think how I would like to start off is talking to you, Tracy, about your history with the band Fall Out Boy. How did yes. you come to know them, and how did you come to love them? So I, well, when the band... Follow Boy first started in 2001. I was in first grade, so I did not get into them until middle school. So when Infinity on High came out, the Saint is seen. It's an arms race, you know, was a huge hit, and that was like my introduction. So I, how old was I? I was in middle school. I was probably like 12. What year did it come out? Like 2007, probably. So 2007 is when Infinity on High yeah, came out. Yeah, that would have been in seventh grade, and so that was when I bought the album and we only got to the grocery store so walmart like once every three weeks so i had to wait to go to walmart so i could buy the album and then i bought infinity on high i loved it a lot and then i wanted more so i like worked backwards so the next time we went shopping i got from under the cork tree and i got the one with the bonus tracks listened to that really loved it and then went back got take this to your grave and i remember looking at follow boys evening out with your girlfriend and it was like this special one or whatever with like other bands on it and I didn't buy it because I did some research on her dial-up internet that it wasn't really worth it so I didn't buy that one because it didn't have Andy and yeah that's where I started and I have like so when I was 14 
I worked in ginseng gardens over the summer, and so that's what just is like, that? It's so okay. ginseng is um, well, like you know what ginseng is. Oh, you worked in like a ginseng garden. Okay, yeah, I a thought ginseng, ginseng garden. gardens was the name of a company. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like the name of a no. That's fair store. because there's a <laughs> there's a restaurant in the town I used to live in that was the ginseng. Garden. Anyway, um. But I had my RCA CD player, and I would have that in my pocket as I crawled through the ginseng beds picking weeds, and that's how I listened to music. So I just, and then I had, like, the CDs. I still have my original CDs. They're so beat up because I have them in my lunchbox. And then I would switch them out when I went on break and whatever. So it was like, I used to have all the times of the albums memorized and everything because they would come up on my CD player. But yeah, so they have been, like, incredibly important to me my whole life. Well, not my whole life, I guess, since I was 12, pretty much, which is when you really start living, you know. But, like, with their later albums, like, I actually don't even know how many albums I have out now. Like, the last maybe one or two I haven't really listened to. So it was just, like, their style changed, my style changed, and we kind of just diverged. But I still listen to their, I mean, up to, like, Save Rock and Roll, I probably listen to right Right, so they had two more albums after that. Yeah. 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 I think I have one of them, and then their most recent one I did not get. Um, but I still super support them, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Yeah. We're going to come from, well, I mean, we won't get to Mania for like four years, but right. um, that's not, that's a lie. It's probably more like three. Um, but I'm coming to it <laughs> in like, uh, in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. I have about the same uh, familiarity with Mania as as mm-hmm. you do, I think. Yeah. So. Like I've heard a couple cool. other singles, but. It's, it sounds very different mm-hmm. from what. I think all of us think of when someone says Fallout Boy. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. So, and again, yeah. I have a lot to say on this topic, so we can definitely talk about it later. But yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for filling us in on the history, Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, first. So the first track on Take This to Your Grave uh, is called, quote, Tell That Mick He Just Made My List of Things to Do Today, end quote. Which is a quote yes. from Rushmore, spoken by Jason Schwartzman, referring to Bill Murray, and... It is in quotes. I think it's in quotes. Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but it's in quotes because Patrick wanted to make sure that his Irish grandma knew that it was a quote from a movie and not him using an Irish slur just as a random title of a song. I believe that is at least partly true. It may also have been like a legal thing. Like we have to put this in quotes because it is a quote from someone else's IP. Weirdly on Spotify, it's not in quotes. So what is it a quote from? I've already learned so much just from like the minute you just talked. It's from Rushmore, the Wes Anderson movie, which is pretty good. It was sort of before Wes Anderson was like Wes bespoke Anderson, Mm -hmm. and it was more like, what is this weird movie? Hmm. So yeah, it's pretty good. I have not seen it. So basically the idea is that Jason Schwartzman is in love with his teacher who has started to date Bill Murray, who is an older man. And basically, he starts hanging out with Bill Murray and trying to, like, politically, not politically, but sort of, like, Machiavellian win the teacher, which is, Mm -hmm. like, it's never, like, you never think for one moment that, like, the teacher might go for her student. Right. But he says, (laughs) yeah, so he he, he says, tell that Mick he just made my list of things to do today, because it's like, Bill Murray plays an Irish guy, so. Fair. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And someone else, what, what is the line that we've chosen from this song to, to talk about? Tracy? Uh, let me find Would you it. like to read it? I would love to read it. 
Tracy's about to say the word piss. <laughs> oh, no. Don't spoil it, James. <laughs> Sorry. You're so excited. Okay, ready? Yes. Yep. Let, I'm going to have a hard time not singing it. Like, we did this for Concept 2, which I knew the songs a lot less, but it was still like, <laughs> how do you just say these words? Okay. Right. Let's play this game called When You Catch Fire, I Wouldn't Piss to Put You Out. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Who has initial thoughts on this line? I'm so I'm 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 still getting you, the hang of three people. <laughs> you picked the line. Okay. Didn't you? Uh, I I listed it as one of the options for sure. Um well yeah, by by you picked, I mean it was one that you put on the right. spreadsheet. So uh, I guess tell us about pissing on people. Okay. Well, when I was in high school no, I'm just joking. Okay, that's dark. Um Elsa, <laughs> you were in high school with I've me. Heard. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a trope in pop punk of the sort of horribly violent revenge story in lyrics. And some bands take it to a more misogynistic level than other bands. I feel that this line is pretty much gender neutral. And in fact, this this whole song is hateful mm-hmm. and, and hurt and whatever. The line about when you catch fire, I wouldn't piss to put you out feels particularly spiteful. And when I was first getting into this album and this band, this song was my favorite song on the album because I have a particular fondness for way over the top revenge fantasies in song. Because it's like, let's see, what am I going to write this song about? Okay, I hope you get in a car crash and die. Well, that doesn't quite say it all. Let's see. How can I add to this? Oh, if you were to catch fire, I wouldn't piss to put you out. Also, I think I wouldn't piss to put you out is actually a unexistent like it's a, thing yeah, you like a say. Yeah. 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 So, so I liked it because it was so spiteful and almost so petty that it was fun to sort of be like, "Oh, wow, this is over the top." So, that was that's my uh association with this line and truly most of the lines in this in this song yeah <laughs> this is not one of my favorite songs from the album i will admit although sure. one interesting thing about this album is that this album is where we get to see more of pete start taking over as lyricist <laughs> yeah yeah thank he is goodness so good <laughs> he is i will say that um i was looking at the uh at this first thing and it said it said while Patrick Stump had previously written all of its lyrics and took them lightly Pete Wentz took to the process with considerable seriousness and obsessively picked apart his bandmates lyrics and I expected the next sentence to be like so that was fun like like, it's like Tracy what do you think about this line yeah I don't know I think this is probably the first time I would have heard like this saying so whenever, I, like, I hear it, which is not frequently, I have not frequently heard people say this, but it always is like, oh, you're, it's a Fall Out Boy reference in my head. So even just, like, recently listening to Fall Out Boy and thinking about doing this podcast and stuff, like, noticing just how intense the lyrics like this are with the revenge kind of thing, and they're just singing it so yeah. lightly, and then it's like, <laughs> when you are laying on the ground burning to death, I would even pee on you to, like, save right. your life. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably like that they said piss and stuff when I was, you know, younger. <laughs> sure. I like the way it starts out and it's like, let's play this game 
called this horrible thing <laughs> that I think about you. Like the juxtaposition there just yeah. makes me giggle a little bit and I I I really I enjoy that. It has like yeah. uh Justin McElroy like I just had a thought. Actually, fuck this. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I love it. Yes. I love it very much. Just a sort of a, a sharp turn. Mm-hmm. This album starts with the the dial tone that you get I think before you've put coins in a payphone cuz like you don't normally hear the I think it's a coins and a payphone thing. It might just be a landline thing. Whenever I hear that, I get really excited to listen to this whole album. Cool. We should do social media. Yep. Um, <laughs> so you can find us on Twitter at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod, but make sure you take out all the vowels because we're obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Individually, you can follow me on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. And I am at Adils Warlock. We are part of the Scavengers Network. You can find them on Twitter at ScavengersNet. You can find them on the internet at large at scavengersnetwork.com. Check out the website. It looks so good. It For really sure. does. For it sure. really, really does. And then if you are interested in uh, supporting the network and this show financially, you can go to patreon.com slash thescavengersnetwork. $2 a month gets you all sorts of great bonus content. Possibly more of us talking about other lyrics because we couldn't decide. Yeah, that's our that's our fail really, safe. Yeah, <laughs> I am a hundred percent sure that I will need an entire bonus episode to talk about disloyal order of the water buffaloes. Yeah, yeah. by myself, yeah, I, I will. So I do not even want oh. you to be. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is. Hey, no, that's fine. And, that's uh, fine. I was listening to uh, sending postcards from a plane mm-hmm. crash. Wish you were here, and I added about four more lines to what the one you had added. So I just saw uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> we, I'm great. like, I'll start with yeah. one. You don't want to be obnoxious, but I look, I'm like, all James didn't hold back. You're gonna have just to kidding. roll a die to pick a line. Can't that actually that. may not be a bad way of doing it. So yeah, so check us out on Patreon and all those other places we said. And. This album is available on Spotify if you want to play along at home. The other one wasn't, oh, but now call. you can officially listen along with us. So That's true. That's true. The <laughs> other one I think you can listen along on YouTube. You can. But if that's, that's not quite if that's as your convenient. Thing. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. And yeah. hey, Fallout Boy, thanks for the lyrics. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you wish your life was a little more spooky? Well, what the heck? Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. Although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was... Was it Cradge? (laughs) Creepy cryptids. Poor Pizza Rat. Pizza Rat is pizza and a rat. Yeah, it's double delicious. He's a rat with pizza. It's like, oh man. Thank God there hasn't been a corn dog rat. Or you'd be eating that rat. You know what? I think, in my defense, if someone was like, you ate a live rat? 
I'd say, well, it was holding a perfectly good corn dog. <laughs> Monstrous goofs. Well, you could probably just put a video because like our tombstones will probably just be like videos replaying. They'll be like memes or oh gifts. Yeah. Our tombstones will probably just be gifts. That's, that's one of the coolest things you've ever said. <laughs> a spooky spell. <laughs> Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat that whole time. Spooky Spouses, a part of the Scavengers Network and Viddy Space. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.